Welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I am your confidence connoisseur, here to help you break diet dependence, end body shame, and learn to love being you inside and out. Join me as we demystify current health and wellness trends, understand what health really means, and find freedom from living life the way you think it should be. With that, let's go to the show. Hello, my friends. It is so nice to share some space with you today. We are going to talk about something that is a little bit deeper today. I hope that you have been enjoying some of the lighter podcasts, some of the tips and tricks to living a healthier life. In episode 16, we talked about how to get the best night's sleep ever and my 10 tricks and tips for that. And then in episode 18, we were talking about how to beat the 3 p.m. slump. So check those two episodes out if you haven't already, because today we're going to take it back to the deep, because that is where I like to hang out, is talking about the deeper stuff when it comes to the struggles that we have and the dreams that we have and how we hold ourselves back. So today, I thought it would be good. Body positivity. So you've heard it said probably in the diet and fitness culture that you have to practice body positivity and self-love and body love and hashtag positivity and all of these things that sound really great on the surface. But the problem is, is that a lot of us have a hard enough time looking in the mirror and even like appreciating what we see. So making that jump from like body loathing to body loving is almost imperceivable, imperceptible, uh, inconceivable. (laughs) That's the word. Taking it back to Princess Bride, inconceivable. I actually had a professor in college named Byron Kaler who looked exactly like Fazzini. Guys, I'm not even kidding you. And he would say inconceivable sometimes, and he sounded just like him. It was a it was a hoot. Okay, but back on topic. So this jump, this inconceivable leap from looking at yourself and being like, all right, well. This is it. This is what we've got to, I love my curves. They're great. Squish is my favorite. Uh, I don't think so. I kind of want to call BS on the diet and fitness industry and say, wait a second, you're setting women up for failure. Shocking that the health and fitness industry would do such a thing. Except for that's exactly what they would do. That is exactly what they would do. They would make it so that you would stay stuck. And this gets into a little bit of Kim's conspiracy theory. And please just bear with me. Take this with a grain of salt. But the health and fitness industry is a multi-billion dollar business. Multi-billion. Not million. Billion. Why would they come up with something that then would make them obsolete? They're not going to. They are going to develop as many pills and products that keep you hooked and keep you unhappy 
as they can. And it makes sense from a business standpoint. It's like if you don't ever solve the problem, then you'll always have a client, right? You'll always have somebody that is thinking, well, maybe that just didn't work for me or like maybe I just didn't work hard enough or, you know, I fell off the wagon or I did this. And then the the blame and the guilt gets shifted back to you, the dieter. It gets put on you. It's your fault that you didn't lose the weight. It's your fault that you didn't eat out of these containers. It's your fault that you didn't follow this workout program. It's your fault that you didn't use these supplements, that you didn't put this powder in your water, or that you didn't make this shake, that you didn't eat these bars that don't even taste good. This is all your fault. It's not the diet and the fitness industry's fault. No, no, because they've got before and after photos, right? They've got success stories and testimonials and it's it's just you. It's just you. But I'm here to say it is not your fault. Okay? I want you to hear me say this, friend. It is not your fault. You didn't fail the diet. You didn't fail yourself. You didn't fail your family. You didn't fail anybody. Heavens, if anything, you have been working so hard. You have been spending so much time and energy and money and thoughts and emotions investing in different things to try to get you where you want to be. It is not for lack of trying. It is not for lack of effort. It is not for lack of emotional investment. It is the fact that it's not your fault. It's not. And I want you to take a huge breath with me right now and say these words, it is not my fault. You are engaged in a system and in a culture that is dependent on you feeling like it's your fault so that you'll keep coming back for more. But heaven forbid you stop and you're like, wait a minute. This is insanity. (laughs) I keep doing these diets thinking I'm going to get a different result when I always get the same result. I always end up feeling bad. I cheated. I fell off the wagon. It's my fault. But friend, it is not your fault. It is the diet that is failing you, not the other way around. And it's, again, it's a It's part of the conspiracy to keep you unhappy and stuck thinking that it's your fault so that you don't actually make the changes, that you don't actually move forward and not need products and DVDs and powders and bars and pills and powdered food. Like you won't need any of that. And if you don't need the diet industry, they're going to go bankrupt. They need you to need them and they will do whatever it takes to keep you there. But I want to offer an alternative to this. I think that by taking the blame off of yourself and experiencing the freedom that comes from knowing that it is not your fault, that you have been set up for failure, (laughs) 
that you are targeted with advertising on your phone, on your computer, in magazines. You are targeted. You are singled out and you are marketed to all the time you are marketed to. Being told that you're not pretty enough, you're not thin enough, you're not doing enough, your house is not clean enough, (laughs) it's not decorated enough, you don't drive a nice enough car, your yard doesn't look good enough, your kids, oh lord, let's not even talk about the kids. And that is the message that you get. And whether you buy into it or not, you do. If you're on social media, you cannot help but buy into the lie that it's your fault, that you're not doing enough, that you're not enough. But what if, what if you were to enter into that freedom of saying, it is not my fault and I want to show up in my life as I am. I want to embrace my enoughness. I want to know and to live in the fact that I am enough. That is what it's all about. But how do we get there? Right? You're like, Kim, that sounds great. It's kind of pie in the sky, but I just can't even imagine. And that's that's where I want to start is with the flow. So in order to get to a place where you are living in the freedom from the dependence on the diet culture which branches out into so many different areas. It's not even about diet, right? It's about all the ways that you're not enough or not doing enough. But to arrive at a place of feeling like you are enough just as you are right now, you gotta be in the flow. And the flow looks something like this. You first are aware of what you want for your life and for yourself. Awareness is the key. Aware of the limiting beliefs that you have about yourself, the tapes that play in your head when you try to do something different, scary, or new. The tapes that say, you can't do that. Or my favorite, you shouldn't or should do this, not that. You can't have that. That's not for you. Where do these come from? These limiting beliefs about your ability to make changes in your life. And the more that you depend on the diets and depend on culture to tell you you are enough and to receive your validation, the less and less likely you're going to be to break out from that and to claim your enoughness and to really start to work on these limiting beliefs. These beliefs that can come from as as far back as your childhood. For me, it was that I was too much. (laughs) Oh, I heard that all the time growing up from my parents, my teachers, my friends, my relatives, all the time. Kimmy, you're just too loud. You're too bossy. You're too opinionated. You want too much. You eat too much. And it it's a tape that I have. And sometimes it creeps in and I can hear that tape in my head playing, especially when I'm doing something scary or something new or put in situations where my leadership is required. I feel like, oh, I'm be- am I being too bossy? Am I talking about myself too much? 
Am I saying too much? Do I need to be more quiet? What do I need to do differently here? And so much of that is dependent upon those limiting beliefs and caring what other people think. And friends, we have got to be aware of our thoughts about that. If I wasn't aware of my story of knowing that that's how I was raised, being told that I was too much, I could stay stuck there. And I would not go anywhere because I'd be too afraid of what other people were thinking about me. But instead, I have done the work and invested the time and energy into changing my story and embracing my enoughness. Am I too much for some people? Probably. Does that stop me from being exactly who I am? Loud, passionate, driven, sometimes bossy, opinionated, and eating a lot of food? (laughs) No, that doesn't stop me. Because I've got the freedom and I want to give that freedom to you too. It is yours for the taking. Breaking free from the diet culture will give you that freedom. But first you have to be aware, right? So that's step number one, awareness. And that's the first, that's how we enter the flow, right? Kind of think of it as like a lazy river and you, you know, you've got your your tube and you're trying to awkwardly like get your booty in the middle of the tube and it's awkward and you're like, finally you flop in and you're just like, you make a big splash, but hey, you're in the river. You're in the flow. That's awareness. The second part of that is acceptance. Accepting. Accepting what you have right now. And this can go with accepting the family that you have, accepting the stories that you have, looking in the mirror, accepting the body that you have, and just being like, okay, this is what I'm working with. This is me. I accept what I have. I'm not fighting it. I'm not trying to change it. I'm not trying to have something different. I am accepting what I have in this moment where I'm standing. And that's the second part, acceptance. And it gets really tricky to get stuck here. Sometimes like you get stuck in the river, right? And it's just like you can't seem to like get past one of the jets to keep floating down the river. And sometimes it can feel like you're stuck here because you're like, but Kim, I, I can't. Oh, that was my pen. Sorry. I can't. I can't accept what I am because it's And then we fall back on those limiting beliefs. You see how that works? I'm too much. I was told I was too much or that I wasn't enough or that I was too big or too small or needed too much or insert story here, right? And that's how we get stuck. But by practicing acceptance every day and just practicing, just stand in front of the mirror you don't even have to be nakies if you don't want to, but if you want to, it's, it's a good exercise. But standing there and say, I accept what I see. I accept what I'm working with. I accept my spouse or my partner. I accept my kids. I accept my family. I accept my job. Knowing that you may have different dreams for what these things look like, but for where you're at right now, accept. And then as you practice acceptance, then you can move into and flow into appreciation. And appreciation is amazing because that's where you're like, hey, not only do I accept my kids, but I actually appreciate them. And you start to pick out the good things. You pick out the good things about your friends, 
your family, your coworkers. You start to see the good in other things. And you start to appreciate. When it comes to body image, you look in the mirror and instead of looking at your stomach and pinching your fat and like squeezing it together, maybe I'm the only person that does that. (laughs) And you're like, what are you talking about? But instead of doing that and criticizing your stomach, what if you were to say, you know what? There inside my stomach, there is so much happening. Like all of my digestive organs are in here and they're all working super hard to break down the food, to deliver it as fuel, to nourish my body. I appreciate that. It could be something as simple as that. I appreciate how hard my body works. I appreciate that my arms, though not shaped how I would like them to be, I appreciate and accept them for what they are and what they do. They hug other people. They hold my baby. They embrace my husband. They lift heavy weights that make me feel strong. They do so much, and I appreciate them. So as you move from appreciation, then you start to value. And you start to think, wow, this, okay, all right, I I actually value this. Appreciation and value can be very close. Uh, appreciation is kind of the baby steps and value is the bigger steps where you're like, all right, I've, I'm valuing this. I'm ready to invest. And that's the next part of the flow as we're coming around the, the r- lazy river is this is kind of where it speeds up. You know how there's that little quick part in the lazy river and you're like, woo, that is the shift from the appreciation into value because then you can see how you want to invest and you're ready to invest. You're ready to do the work of changing the stories. You're ready to do the work of figuring out how to move your body in ways that make you feel good. Maybe try something new. In my Beyond Balanced guide, one of the exercises that's in there is about shifting your mindset from exercise to movement. And there's a worksheet where you create a movement bucket list. And this bucket list goes a little something like you list out the things that you've tried. So maybe you've tried walking. Everybody's walked. Maybe you've ridden a bike before. Maybe you've done yoga before. Things that you've done and you like. Then you're going to list out all the things that you would like to try but haven't tried yet. Maybe hot yoga or maybe ice skating. (laughs) Anything that requires physical movement. And then the third list is your actual bucket list, things that you want to try but maybe you're scared of or you need to work up to. And that is how we invest in ourselves. We invest in the idea of counseling maybe, meeting with someone that has the tools to help us really solidify who we are and embrace our enoughness. Investing in yourself in self-care, putting yourself first. And putting yourself first is so critical. I think our culture, again, almost idolizes putting other people first. Like, how selfless of you. You always put people first. And you put yourself last. That's so, it's like a false humility. But really, we do that because it makes us feel good. If it didn't make us feel good, we wouldn't do it. Right? 
It makes us feel good. But in the end, it works against us. This was something that my mom really, really struggled with. She would always put other people's needs before herself, her boss, church, my dad, me, family, friends, anybody would come before her. And I watched her do that. And it was because of that that she didn't take care of herself and didn't do the things that she needed to do. She didn't invest in herself which ultimately was a big part in her her cancer diagnosis and her death, was that she did not take care of herself. She didn't invest because she didn't value, she didn't appreciate. She got stuck in that awareness acceptance space, got stuck there. And I think a lot of people are stuck there. Maybe you're not even aware. Maybe you're way behind that. Maybe you're looking at the lazy river and you're like, that looks wild. That looks crazy over there. Maybe I could dip my toe in and see how the water is. Like that's kind of, maybe that's where you're at. Everybody's in a different spot in the flow. But you got to be in the flow to get to the freedom, right? The freedom of your enoughness and living in that. So once we move through that, we start investing, then our investments grow. They grow and they multiply. And suddenly it's like, whoa, look at all this amazing stuff that's happening. Because you're putting out these vibrations into the universe and you're getting equal vibrations back. And you'll see an uptick in everything. And suddenly you feel lighter. And this is the great place to start working on if you still are like, okay, I've accepted, I appreciate, I value myself. I would still like to look different. Then this is a great time to start doing that. Once you've accepted, then you can start working on getting healthy, changing your body composition, moving your body in different ways so that you can experience strength, stamina, energy. This is where that happens, not before. Because if you're trying to make these changes before you're in the flow, you are going to get stuck in that crazy cycle of the blame being on you, that it's your fault, that you're stuck. And it's not your fault. It's not. So you reap the rewards of your investment. And you get to go shopping. (laughs) You get to spend time and energy on yourself and feel good about it. Not feel guilty or feel like, oh, I shouldn't spend this money on myself or I shouldn't spend this time on myself because I'm not worth it. Girl, you know you're worth it. You know it because you've done the work, you're in the flow. And sometimes the flow, sometimes it reverses and sometimes you slip back a stage. You're like, oh, I'm back here, especially after the holidays. That is the biggest time. That is like the biggest money-making time in the health and fitness industry. I was a personal trainer and nutrition coach working in a gym and our busiest time. We spent almost all year prepping for New Year's resolutions because believe it or not, those are still a thing. They've been proven to not work, but we still think this year I'm going to make the difference. But you cannot make the difference if you're not in the flow. You're going to be spinning your wheels doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, which is crazy. But being in the flow allows you to actually make the change makes you 
gives you the opportunity to make the difference that you want and to live the life that you want and pursue your dreams. And your kids are going to see that. Your friends are going to see that. Your family's going to see that. They're going to look at you and see a change and say, whoa, what's different about you? You're glowing. You're radiating. You are captivating. Can you imagine being captivatingly confident because you're in the flow and you know who you are and what you're about and what you want and you're after it? Wow. And friend, I am here to tell you that you can do it. You can do this. You can get in the flow. And if you need some help, head over to the Captivatingly Confident Facebook group. KimLudeman.com will get you there. Join us. Maybe come in, introduce yourself and say, I'm ready to be in the flow. I'm ready. Or I'm looking at the flow and it looks crazy. It looks insane and wild and cold and wet and scary. And I don't know if I can get myself in there. Heck, I can't even put on my swimsuit. And if that's you, we're going to walk with you and we're going to help you. And if you're ready, if you're like, okay, all right, I think I'm ready for the flow, then get my Beyond Balance Guide. It's free. It's super easy to get. You just go to captivatinglyconfident.com backslash free guide. You can find the link up at the top of the homepage as well. And get the guide. Download it. Start there. Again, it covers nutrition, movement, and self-care and has three really easy steps that you can implement today and start getting your feet wet to get in the flow. So my challenge to you is this. What is one or two things that you find that you need to be aware of? How can you start practicing awareness or acceptance or appreciation, value, growth? Maybe make a list for yourself and then come and share with us in the group because we want to hear all about you and we want to cheer you on and encourage you as you move through the flow. So thank you so much, you guys. I hope this was helpful for you. I would love your feedback in the group and I cannot wait to chat with you next time.